0: Welcome magical souls to a world where the extraordinary becomes possible and the ordinary transforms into the magical. I'm Nina, your guide on this journey of self-discovery and empowerment. This is the place where we will talk about all things magical and practical that can help you unlock your inner alchemist. As an energy healer artist and someone who's been on my own healing journey, I'm dedicated to understanding the many ways we can shift, transform our lives. And this is what I like to call fierce inner alchemy. In today's episode, we have the mystic autistic, Leah unbeknownst to her, she was always a mystic autistic. She simply didn't figure that out until she was in her late 40s. When the pandemic struck, she set forth on a path to find joy after a lifetime of depression and struggle. Very long story short, she did find joy and the deep self awareness that led to an autism diagnosis. That's how she empowered her magical self. So listen up, Hi, Leah. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. Hi, Nina. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to speak with you. Oh, so Leah is the autistic witch, and she's autistic us- mystic, but witch oh. is fine too. I'm mystic sorry. autistic, actually,
1: but that's okay. <laughs> I'm autistic. a witch, so yeah. But mystic autistic, it rhymes. I like
0: that. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got the, how you got where you are today? Okay.
1: Uh, well, I'm 50 years old. I have no compunction or shame about that i am all for women owning themselves and owning their ages and so very proud to have made it to be 50 uh really this has so far been the best decade of my life i've struggled mightily with anxiety and depression since early childhood um and just didn't fit didn't have a place where i fit i always was an out outlier i was very into little house on the Prairie and. British history when I was like six, seven, eight years old. And that is not something other kids were really grooving to. And that kind of just set the pace for my life. I was always just a little bit out of step. And that can be incredibly debilitating if you are angry at yourself about that. So that was my, um, path really. I would, uh, endeavor all sorts of different things. They wouldn't quite work out. I would get really down on myself. I would become extremely depressed and suicidal, and then something else would come along to kind of sweep me out of it. So I just kind of lived from point to point. Just I I was surviving much more than I was living an actual life. When COVID happened, everything changed for so many people. And for me, it changed in a weird way that I felt more comfortable all of a sudden, because the things that were being told to people to do, stay home, Uh, be by yourself, entertain yourself in your home. That's my world. That's my turf. So all of a sudden I felt like I was on top of the world. But at the same time I had some shame because I felt like I'm on top of the world because all of these other people are suffering and dying. So it was a very complicated situation for me and it took a while for me to admit that it was COVID that was the impetus for what happened uh, in my life. Um, I lost a couple of jobs um, and once I decided at around the time of COVID, I'm going to be happy. I, I was on the verge of suicide in early 2020, and I decided when this came down, when COVID came down, this is somehow a portal for me. I don't know how to explain it, but I can become happy. I am going to throw every fiber of my being into this. I'm going to believe it can happen, and I'm just going to do it. I don't know that i'd ever committed myself to happiness in that way before and once i did it was like doors just started opening for me so i started really getting to know myself and accepting myself i started following what i call my soul lit which means i really don't do anything that doesn't bring me joy and happiness and peace so if it does not add to my peace and my happiness i subtract it from my life it does not belong in my life i'm a 50 year old woman i have earned that right you know to, to curate my life in a pleasant and joyful way. So my soul lit is I only listen to music that is uplifting to me and that is powerful. I only read books that are uplifting to me and powerful. Same with social media. I don't watch news anymore. I used to be a news junkie. I was watching MSNBC 8, 9, 10 hours a day. I had a moment where I just had to drop all of those things that were inviting agony into my life. And again, there was a certain amount of guilt about that because I felt like I need to be a responsible human being. I need to know about all of these things. Well, when I really sat with myself and like, well, what am I doing by knowing all of this stuff? I'm adding to the agony because I'm agonizing about it all day long. I'm not doing anything productive about it. I don't know that my place in this life is to do anything productive in terms of like picketing, You know, becoming a government, any of that kind of stuff is not really my bag because of my autisticness and my whole ball of wax that I am. So um, I just had to let go of that. I had to let go of my attachment to knowing about the misery in the world. I mean, I'm aware that it's out there, but I don't need to know the details. Uh, I got really into tapping, which is EFT. I tap every day to bring myself, uh, my nervous system into calm. I simply don't go places that I know are going to be dysregulating for me. It's just a hard no for me. I am able at this point now to tell people, that sounds like a wonderful thing for you and you're going to have a lot of fun and I love that you invited me, but it's just not for me. So please tell me about it later. And that used to grieve me so much to say that because I wanted to be included. So that's a long way to say I have found happiness when I really didn't think I was it was possible for me to be a happy person oh that is that's about the biggest transformation right
0: I, yeah I'm that's right. so beautiful yeah. so beautiful i mean i think that's a lesson that everybody needs to learn like follow what lights you up what makes your soul lit as you said because yes. we have some similarities in that i also used to watch the news yeah on in the morning all day yep then back and forth between cnn and at one point i realized how is this making me feel? Do Very I want to feel this way? Yeah. And I'm like, what am I feeding? And it, I had that realization like you, what am I doing with this information?
1: Holding on to oh. it and building resentment yeah. was me, was what I was doing with
0: it. Yeah. It was feeding an energy in me that I didn't want to keep right. feeding because it didn't feel good in my body. And that right. was like, okay, I can still, like you said, can still be informed if something Major happens the news will find its way to me in a way yes. that it's supposed to i don't have to literally get down in and swim in it every day
1: that's right i'm not a first responder i'm not on the exactly. line somewhere my work is to keep myself regulated and to spread you know the lightness and the joy that i found in my life to other people not to dwell in that shadow yeah
0: wow that's just so powerful and then the whole like I know for you, it's about dysregulation, but I also feel for those of us that are not neurodivergent, it can also be that way too, because there's some places I don't want to go because I'm like, oh my God, that's a full body no. Yeah, (laughs) right. And it's like leaning into that and getting out of the ways that we may feel like we need to people please or live up to some kind of expectation. Um, Now, a lot of people, when they're going through like this awakening and that starts to happen, we may see people kind of how did how do the people in your life react to these changes? Well, and, that's know. kind of a good feature of being autistic is that there aren't a lot of people in my life. And that's something
1: that I've struggled with because all when I was younger, I wanted to have this big group of friends and be the life of the party. But the fact was that what well, was not me, that was not what have really would have made me happy. I would have not been comfortable being around all the people, all people all the time. But I didn't grok that. I didn't understand that about myself. And that caused me a lot of misery for a lot of years. When I finally realized the truth about myself, I really like to be alone. I like to be with my mom. I have a handful of women I like to hang out with. It was like a sigh of relief. Okay, I don't have to always be on the make to try to get people to like me. That's not part of my role here. Yeah. And it all again came down to knowing who I am. And, and what I want and giving up this idea of always being invited to all the parties and going, you know, everybody's always got to invite me. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to want to go. So I needed to just let go of that desire to be invited. So in response to your question, there are so few close people in my life that they were like, this is good. You're getting yourself together. Good, good, good. You know, it it was nothing but fans in
0: my life. Oh. What a gift. That is amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. Because I know. Gift like, of autism. <laughs> well, I, we go like when, with my husband, um, we were talking before we started recording. And, you know, uh, those of you that know me know my husband has ADHD. He wrote a book about tools for it. But we like to call it, it ways that we can turn his diagnosis into like a superpower. Yes, so, that's exactly what
1: I say. And my last job interview, and it will likely be my job, last job interview ever, because I am unemployable at that, this point, and I am proud of that, because I am just too independent, too rebellious to talk of myself. So the last job interview, they asked me what my superpower was, and I said, it's my autism. And I felt right then, there goes that job. But it was like a ding, 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 you did the right thing. You said who you yeah. are. You don't want to be in a situation where you can't be real about your autism and who what it makes you it's special it's very special i'm not
0: gonna hide that absolutely and i feel like if a company or whoever they are right they don't want to have space for that or hold space for that well then excuse my f-bomb but fuck them right exactly exactly like how powerful to be able to to stand in it and i know who i am this is who i am take it or leave it right Right. because i know like growing up personally i I, please take me like oh you don't want me and then I'm gonna like rue and stew on why like what's wrong you know it's like we need to bottle this up and then like give it to like our 20 year old self
1: oh my god yes 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 the power of yeah you know and I do
0: mourn those years lost but you know they were learning yes yeah. that's yeah. what I like to think of I wouldn't have gotten to where I am on this journey or any of us right we could right. go through all of that to be able to go wait a minute this pinnacle moment or um whatever moment it is right to look back and have that retrospection right we had to go through it so i i like a bounce back and forth between the woulda coulda shoulda and then yes. the, oh no it got me where i am i think that's mostly like ego and programming doing that and in- absolutely yeah. absolutely i'm 50 years old i should have the
1: the big house, the vacations, whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, like all these faux life milestones or right. whatever it is, right, that we're, that society imposes upon us. Like, oh, you just got married. Now buy a house. Now have some kids. Like, yeah. go on your vacations. Like, well, I was definitely stuck in that rat race for a while. Um,
1: and it just never
0: really presented itself
1: to me, I think, as being autistic. And I think now that's such a blessing because that would have been such a life that was not meant for me. And now I would have to disentangle myself from that life.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there was always that knowing in you of knowing exactly what you wanted uh, is really a superpower and being able to create it right uh, on some level around you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. My mother's very supportive of my
1: path and my journey. So I I have a luxury that I have a a wonderful supportive parent even at this age. So, yeah, I'm very blessed really with that. Good. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how did EFT come into the picture? Because you mentioned that you tap every day. Uh, Okay. So there are two uh, breadcrumbs
1: that I can say that come to mind about EFT. One of them was uh, several years ago. It was probably 2019. It was before COVID. I was in a really, really, really bad mental place. And I was talking to one of my best friends about it, Kate. And she said, have you tried tapping? And I am going to own it right now. I laughed at her. And I said, that can't help me. I'm too far gone. That can't help. me." So, I mean, that makes me a little sad to think that, you know. (laughs) But then later when I started getting on my path and I, I, it was like it kept presenting itself to me, EFT or tapping. I kept seeing it in social media and in books. And I was like, like he said, fuck it. What? you know, this is not going to hurt me. All I got to do is open up my soul a little bit and see if this will help me. And it did. And I mean, that's another thing that I want to express to people is sometimes when you're really closed, it hurts so much to like throw the door open. So don't even think about throwing the door open. Just open it just a little bit. You'll be safe. It's cool. You don't have to give up all the grudges and the resentment all at once. It'll come, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's all you have. When you've built up all these defenses of hurt and resentment and, you know, stay back from me, I'm toxic. It's really, it's kind of impossible to let go of all of that all at once in a safe way. Yeah. So exactly I say, don't identity. even try to do that. Yeah. Just, just do it a little bit at a time and it'll start
0: flowing. That's so beautiful. It's such an important message. Do a little bit at a time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because this can be very overwhelming um, especially on the nervous system, right? Like just, I know certain things would send me over the edge. It could be something very simple, but it would trigger something, a memory or something that like I really hadn't worked through. And it was like, we've got to like wade into the water, not dive in the deep end. Absolutely. I was just learning how to swim. That's true.
1: And even my therapist, when we're getting into something, he'll say, okay, we're going, I think we're going a little fast. Let's titrate this. Let's titrate that. So he really taught me that, you know, let's just titrate this and just break it down into little steps.
0: So you started little
1: steps with tapping? Uh, Not really so much with tapping. I'm referring more to when I'm talking with my therapist about big triggering moments and I start Mm -hmm. getting overwhelmed and he'll say, let's dial it back. Let's don't go all the way. Let's just Let's go a little bit at a time. We got all the time in the world. We don't need to dig to the bottom of this shadow right now.
0: We can do it a little bit at a time. Totally. I think that's also human nature. Sometimes we want to, let me get right to it. Exactly. How does it hurt? Let's go dig that up. And you're like, wait a minute. We've got to excavate all around it before we actually get to the root. (laughs) Yeah, because you might not be ready to see what that root is right now. So, you know. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. It's just got to. And that's where you got to tune in and listen to what, what your your body and your intuition is saying, right? And I've really found since
1: I have gotten on my path, which I think really started uh, proper in 2020, um, that I have full-on conversations with my spirit guides now, which is not something that ever occurred in my life before. I probably would have laughed at that before, but I know That they're there, and I know it's real. And, you know, if somebody told me that's the highest functioning part of your brain you're talking to, I would say that's fine. I don't care what it is, but it never steers me wrong and it's always there. So call it what you want. I call it my spirit guides, you know, I write to them every morning and then I just put myself in a headspace that I'm getting answers from them. So it's like we're writing love letters to each other and it's amazing. Uh, Oh, that's so beautiful. How did you get started with doing that? I started doing that from a book by an author named Toni Choquette, T-O-N-I-C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E. I believe she writes all about spirit guides and spirit connections, and it's just her bag. She has like twenty books about this stuff. And I
0: read that, that book too. She's um, royal. Got me started.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what I—I um, I just she wrote about. Writing to your spirit guides in the morning and listening for an answer and writing what they say, and I went into it a little bit skeptical, but damn, if it doesn't work, I do it every single morning and it never
0: fails me. It's it's a powerful, it's, astounding. Yeah. That is amazing. So you have a podcast? I do. Right? You me... want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. It's called Empower Your Magical Self. Ooh, I love it. Yeah,
1: and so who I invite are all of the people who helped me get from where I was in 2020 to where I am now in 2023. So these are people who, they don't know me, but they're musicians, they're writers, they're social media influencers, they're comedians, they're whatever I would turn to when I was at the end of my rope. And they helped me, unbeknownst to them, excavate the magic in myself and save my life. So these are the people who I'm talking to. So every time I have a podcast, it's like just a huge angelic singing moment for me because these are the people who have saved me and they're just here talking to me. and It's wonderful. So they're, they're, they're amazing, amazing people that we can all learn huge lessons from. So I really encourage people to listen to it for them, not so much for me because my God, these people are life changers. So it's every Wednesday we had five episodes so far. I'm taping the second, the sixth one tomorrow.
0: Awesome! All right, well, we'll link that in the show notes so the listeners you thank you uh, get over to your podcast and see what's going on there. Anything else on your mind you want to share with our listeners? Um, You know, I have recently come across a few friends who
1: have said to me something that I would have said in the past is that therapy doesn't work for them and I want to bless them and anyone else who is going through that and encourage you to keep looking for a good therapist because I think a lot of us have this idea that it's a one therapist fits all kind of thing and you just find somebody in the phone book and you go and they're going to fix you and that's not how it's going to be and it takes a lot of work and dedication on our end and it's not fair, but it does, to find somebody with whom you will gel and really stick it out and find that person. If you are in a place where you feel like that would help you at all, and I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have to be talk therapy because talk therapy was kind of a dead end for me. So I'm doing a lot of EMDR and somatic therapy now, and it's a whole different bottle of wax. So if you are thinking I therapy is not for me and you've only tried talk therapy, please give something else a chance like EMDR or somatic therapy. There's all kinds of different therapies that don't come from this Western patriarchal tradition based in Freud and that kind of leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. There's all kinds of traditions and therapies from different parts of the world, different traditions, um, different sciences. EMDR is what I'm doing a lot of, which is eye eye movement desensitization Um, it's a wild thing. They're not even really sure why it works, but you're simply moving your eyes back and forth while you're watching a light and, and talking about some memories that are happening. And I found so much healing so quickly through that method. So I just want to put it out there that there is no such thing as one size fits all in therapy or anything else. So please, please, please know there is someone who can help you. And they might not be the first person you look at. Sadly, they might not be the hundredth person you look at. But your soul is worth it. So stay in there. Ask for recommendations. Look for people who don't just do talk therapy. If they won't give you a 15-minute talk for free, mark them off your list. They don't care about your well-being. Find yourself someone who can help you because you can be helped. Even if you think right now, I cannot be helped. I am not made for this world. Hang on, baby, because you can do this.
0: That's what I I feel like if anybody is feeling like you're not made for this world and you're listening to this podcast, you are made for this world. That's why you're here. And yes, you're here for something much bigger than anything you could probably imagine. So what Leah is saying is absolutely correct. I think it kind of goes along along with what you were saying earlier. Um, In terms of finding that modality or the therapist or the right person for you, find out who soul lit up, who you match with. Right. Right. It's like, we wouldn't. I compare it to like kind of friendships or any like working relationship. You don't or dating, right? You don't just take the first guy or what at girl or whoever comes along. You want somebody that's actually going to match with you, right? And there are so many modalities out there, like you said. Um, it doesn't have to be laying on a couch reliving every trauma because that's realistically that's not how we process or move energy. It's literally energy that we're trying to move, right? Yes, so- exactly. And that was before I really dove into this. I thought that too. I
1: thought therapy is going to mean me laying on a couch talking about all this goddamn shit that's happened to me, and how is that going to help me? So I can understand somebody saying that therapy is not for me. But I want them to, I want to encourage them to branch out and look at different modalities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Therapy doesn't have to be talk therapy, like you said. Um, I mean, any there's. I feel I love saying this because it's like all of these different things. So they're all different paths to get us to the same place. Yes. To like work through our stuff energetically, step into who we are and really ascend. Right. So that we can be tuned into the higher guidance, whether we call that universe, God, our spirit team, whatever. Right. It's all what we're here to do. Yeah, And that could be energy work. That could be talk therapy, EMDR, it could be tapping like acupuncture Yoga, they literally all these things all work on energy. Yep. So it's like, what's your flavor? Find out what speaks to you. Right. Okay. Um and if you're not sure, you'd like ask the universe or God to help you find it. Like And just open up a little bit. Let's yeah, that. you gotta open up a little bit. Yes. Like and take the signs when you get them, right? Like I think that's the other thing we have to do is if you yeah. keep crossing crossing paths with a certain modality or a certain right. teacher or whatever it is, that's not an accident, right? Like right. Exactly. So okay. if if someone was just talking about EMDR to you and now you're hearing it on this podcast, it's probably a it's fine. probably something right, you might want to look into. It's true.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's, it's it's a very complicated world that we're in. And like you said, there are lots of different ways to be happy and it all comes down to knowing really knowing yourself. You do, because if you ask most people, yeah. what do you want? They'll say, I want to be rich, I want the perfect partner, I want this, I... what is it that you really want? And if you get down to it, often it's safety, wanting to feel loved. And, yeah. and in our shorthand, yeah. patriarchal, capitalistic world, we say money, because that yes. equates safety to us, you know? So it comes down to really digging down. Is it really, is that what you want? You just want a billion dollars in the bank? Is that... Is that going to change the, your soul? Is it going to make your soul happy? Just really digging
0: down and asking yourself those questions, you know, doing the shadow work. Exactly. Because what is that, what feeling is that money or security bringing you, right? Like, what is it, what, are you, what feeling are you seeking? And, and I think we do the same thing when people ask us, who are we? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm this, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm, I'm this. It's like, wait, no, 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 that's what you do. Right. It's not who you are like who are you yeah you know and just tying that all together it's just we get there we're we're unstoppable which is just pure magic yeah magic love that word yeah Yeah. i do too i probably overuse it and i don't care no there's no way to overuse it like joy i mean
1: can't over exactly it's joy it's joy there's never too much of it i don't care what anybody says there's not too much joy
0: that is true there's, yeah there's actually not enough joy in the world that's the problem so I think it's there it's just buried deep you know
1: yeah under all of our armor from our trauma and our hurts and our ego bruises. I always if, uh, equate it to having a guard dog ego you know if you if you get a guard dog because you've been robbed but you don't train the guard dog then what good this guard dog's just going to cause more havoc in your life right they're going to piss off everybody around you they're going to eat your furniture they're going to get you kicked out of apartments but if you've been robbed and you get yourself a guard dog and you have a good relationship with the guard dog and you teach the guard dog these are the rules these people are not threatening this situation is not threatening these are the only times we need to really go into full ego mode And if you could keep that training level going with your ego, you're golden. Because there are times. We can't just walk around egoless in this world. We would get... It's when people say, I killed my ego. I'm like, well, then good luck to you because you're going to get, you know, you can't walk around in this world with no ego. But the trick is to have your ego properly trained so that it knows it's only to protect you, not to attack people at will because they look at you wrong, you know?
0: Yeah. No. Totally, I think that is such a powerful way to put it. I've never heard it like that. But- Thank you. I wrote an article about it on Medium. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to check that out because that is just so true, and it's it comes back to people realizing because I, you know, we're not our thoughts, right? Our ego creates that, right? And if, like you said, if that guard dog is untrained or it's running amok, right? Like I like to. I imagine because I used to watch so much news, like we were talking about. My ego is the ticker tape running at the. Yes, I can see that. That's a good analogy too. Yeah. So I like to go. I can just. I don't have to interact with it. It just is what's happening. Right. It's, you know, trying to protect me in whatever way it thinks is appropriate, and with pr- I call it a practice, right? Like, <laughs> evolving that, learning not to kind of feed those things on the bottom so they don't grow and take up the whole screen or whatever, right? Exactly. <laughs> or that the guard dog doesn't go into a full-on biting rage, you know,
1: just biting yeah. everything around for no reason. And so people are like, I don't want to go near you. You've got
0: that guard dog that's going to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that just, it's, that's usually an indication of a, a wound or something that has to be. Healed. Absolutely. That's why it, that's why it, it we act out in certain ways. Look. And when you... When you start to get to that point where you can kind of zoom out and go, wait a minute, I just saw what I did there. Like, you're like, oh, holy shit. I know why I did that. This thing happened when I was five and I remembered it. And you're like, ah, let me just hold that version of myself. Give her some love. And then then the dog that guard dog doesn't need to come back. Right. Then that guard dog is like, oh, okay. I see the dynamic there. That
1: we can get through this. This is not someone yeah. holding a gun to mom's head that I need to go crazy to, you know? Yeah. Because we're so we have this the same um, nervous system as we did two hundred thousand years ago when we were running from tigers and hunting and foraging, which is really we lived that way for ninety five percent of humanity. This way of living, modern post agriculture life is just 5% of human history. So we are keyed to a life of living wild. Our nervous systems get jacked up when a tiger's chasing us. Our bodies haven't had time to adjust to the fact that we have ringing phones and traffic and people hollering at us all the time. We're still living in that hunting and foraging life where we only get in fight or flight when a tiger's coming after us. And now there are no tigers, but there's all kinds of other shit that's getting us in fight or flight.
0: Yeah, and it's perpetually keeping us there. Like In yeah. my healing journey, I know I had to, that was literally like where I lived. Yes. Was in that, and it became like, how can I regulate that? And actually, um, I know you mentioned somatics. That really helped me a lot. Yes. It was like, what is this sensation I'm feeling in my body? Like, how does it feel to be in my body? Because nice. when you are really dysregulated, Whether you're neurodivergent or non neurodivergent, like it is difficult, right? Because you're like, what is this that I'm in? It's this feels uncomfortable. I used to be like, "Uh, I'd rather just be disassociated again because it was, it was um, shocking. I would, you know, very uncomfortable at first. Like, yeah. And and that's like training the guard dog. It is. Because you have to. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Listen to those. You know the way your body speaks to you and what is it saying and i think it's so i i don't know i didn't even know rest
1: and digest was a thing until about three years ago and to me that's so telling that all my life i had heard about fight or flight oh yeah we get the fight or flight going i didn't know there was an opposite of rest and digest i thought it was just fight or flight or nothing No, there's a whole other mode we're supposed to be in most of the time
0: rest and digest that you know, intelligent, grown-up people don't even know. Of... <laughs> so yeah, So, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we
1: all know fight or flight. We're agitated. We want to either get the hell out of there or kick some ass. There's this whole other part of our nervous system that regulates rest and digest. That is where ideally we should be. This is part of polyvagal theory, which is one of my favorite topics in life. The vagus nerve is the longest nerve in the body. It touches everything in your body. They called it vagus nerve in Latin because they thought it was a vagrant. They thought it didn't do anything. It just wanders around and touches everything. Well, they were wrong. But so now I like to say what happens in, in Vegas, Las Vegas, is going to stay in your vagus nerve, right? When you're getting all dysregulated and it's going to stay there. It's going to be a stain until you exercise it somehow. And that's Everybody's own deal to deal with. You know, whenever there's trauma, whenever there's something upsetting, if you try to just gloss over it, I'm sorry, it's going to live in your vagus nerve and it's going to end up hurting you. It's going to make you triggered. It's going to make you get sick. It's going to have an effect. So that's why it's so important to deal with the shit that upsets you and gets you dysregulated because it's going to keep coming back and you're not ever going to be able to live and rest and digest which is really where we want to be if you're completely consumed with fight or flight all the time. And I don't know that I had ever really lived in rest and digest for a very long time before. Let me tell you, it's the place to be. It's nice. It's comfortable. It's like no indigestion, no headaches. No, I mean, figure out how to get yourself there and live there. Because like Nina said, so often we live in fight or flight and that is not, we want to live there no, I don't care if you're a top athlete, if you're a CEO, whatever. That's not serving you. That is keeping you keyed up and unhappy all the time. There are appropriate moments to get into fight or flight, but it's not 90% of your life. I guarantee no, you. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I would say. Figure out what rest and digest means for you and stay there. Stay regulated because it's, life is good there.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, yeah. and like less fear less worry more flow right and I, all of the kind of modalities and tools and techniques we've been talking about are things that can help people get there absolutely right? and it's different for everybody
1: so many people want to just tell me one two three four five things that I can do to be happy and I'm sorry my love it's not gonna be like that you're gonna to have to do yeah. some soul searching but that's why they call it a journey then it's really really your only job in this life in my opinion oh figure out how to live a happy life that's that's it that's the assignment and it's going to be different for everybody and for some people it's it's super easy they seem to come out like i got this i'm happy Woohoo!" and then others of us are just like what the hell this there's no way to be happy in this world you got to find it that's your job it's a treasure quest yeah get on it make it your hobbit quest get that ring do whatever you know make romanticize your life make it a big hobbit journey if that's what it takes find the thing that it takes and do it i don't care if anybody laughs yes. at you to hell with them if they laugh at you this is your job, is and hero's your quest. job. be happy
0: <laughs> hero's quest i yeah. love that yeah oh that is so great rest and digest yes live there and, and really yeah once you once you start to tap into your own happiness you automatically have an effect on those around. You really do because it's all energy.
1: Einstein yes. said it. Tesla said it. Every physicist worth their salt says it. Everything is energy. There is no matter. Matter is simply energy slowed down. And if you can change energy just a little bitty bit, then you're opening the door. You're starting that flow. You're starting everything changing. A little bitty bit. It's all it takes.
0: Yeah. We're opening that little crack like you said. That's right. Right? Yeah. And then it just starts to all flow in, and then you can really see radical changes. Yeah, the light so starts what?
1: to fill your dark little room, and you start thinking, hey, I can deal with this light. I like this light. It's okay. Well, I kept myself in a dark room for so long because I was afraid that I couldn't handle the light.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to ask, what was that like for you after it was cracked and it started getting wider and whiter? Ah, uh,
1: it took a lot of faith at first, faith that I could do it faith that there was a way for me to be happy so like everything was a difficult choice at first everything was no no don't think that think this (laughs) don't do this do that and it was exhausting and it was that way for probably six or eight months and that's another thing we're so used to quick fixes that if you have been in a really 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 low place and you are going to do anything it takes to get out of it it's going to take some time it's not going to happen overnight and that can be really disappointing because you want to feel better immediately but that's where the faith comes in to have faith in yourself and in the world that even if you cannot see any possible way it's going to happen if you just open the door and just trust that it is going to happen and then you'll start being able to open it a little bit more and a little bit more and it becomes not that efforting all the time the first six or eight months could be really really hard and I. I got to not drink. I got to do, I got to not have coffee. I got to change my diet. I got to exercise. I got to, whoa, so exhausting. But once you set yourself up in healthy routines, they they hold you. They will follow you. And if you stick with them, you got it. You set yourself up in a healthy routine. You get good habits. You follow them. That part is taken care of. So it does get a lot easier, especially if you set up really good habits.
0: Absolutely. I feel like that's the structure of the house. Yeah. Like. That's what I always envision. Like I have these core things that I do every day. They're they're part of like my well being, setting me up energetically to kind of be up. Because if you don't have enough sleep, you're not eating the right things. You're not moving your body, which you are moving energy when you move your body. Yep. and that doesn't necessarily mean going for an hour long run. I it yeah. could be doing some stretching in the morning, like just something, but kind of get those energy centers flowing. Um, but what would you say to because I. I know when I was in it, right, it feels so hard when you're in it. Sometimes it feels like faith is just so hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to those that might be like really in their journey right now and just kind of looking for ways to have faith and keep it? Um, I would say
1: find one wholesome Thing that makes you happy, and I'm not, I'm not like being scoldy or whatever. But I'm saying that I have been in a place where I was like, well, vodka makes me happy. So, right, let's don't make that choice. Let's think about a wholesome choice. So, hanging out with your dog, watching a goofy TV show. These don't have to be things that are life goals. These are things that are going to get you through the next few days. You know, set yourself a timer and say, if I can get up, sit on the floor with my dog, maybe God bless you. If you can go outside with your dog for 20 minutes that's it 20 minutes set a timer doesn't have to be the whole entire day you can go right back in and go back to bed if that's what it takes if you're in that place assign yourself 20 minute tasks to do that are things that make you happy not terrible things like washing the dishes or vacuuming things that are like going to be focused dedicated I'm going to find a little bit of joy and then you're going to hang on to that joy And you're going to try to find out, how did that joy sit with me? Did that joy sit with me good? Could I do 10 more minutes of that joy or am I wiped out from that joy? Listen to yourself. Do not judge yourself for not, you know, you can get into this, oh my God, I have to set a timer to go outside for 20 minutes. I'm such a loser. Look at all those people out there having fun. They don't have to do that. That's not your path. Don't worry about that. That's not your business. Your business is you and making yourself do whatever it is to do happy. So start tiny, tiny, tiny. Do not judge yourself and give yourself all the credit in the world like you would a tiny baby that you love. Just baby the baby yourself and just say, oh, you did such a good job. That was so good. And why don't you just take a little nap or now and we'll get up and we'll do it again tomorrow. Be gentle, 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 gentle. and And just know that it's you. And if there's anything, I mean, it's you. It's your own precious soul. And there's nobody else that can do it. There's nothing else that can do it for you. You have to choose you. You have to choose you. If you don't choose you, anybody else choosing you is not going to mean shit. You've got to make that choice, and it's got to be you, and it's got to be you every single time. you got to choose yourself every day. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes. Absolutely. But you got to do it.
0: That's so powerful. Yeah. I could choose you. I love that. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, just to remind everybody, like, if you do hear those judgmental thoughts, that's that guard dog talking, right? Yep. We can train them. Go sit in the corner. You stay. Wait. Because (laughs) you are not inherently evil. They get such a bad rap. They're
1: there to take care of us. We just need to interact with them and train them what that means. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Taking care of me does not mean barking at everybody that walks past me. It just doesn't. (laughs) You know? But... (laughs) You've known dogs like that. Of course. They're like, they're good dogs, but they don't, you know,
0: it's just, no, you don't have to do that. No like, ego like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's so true. I love um the idea of giving our ego, like, a little character, whether really. it's like a guard dog or, like, maybe mine's, like, a sassy British guy. Sure. Like, like, just make light of it. Because, I mean, really, we can't take ourselves too seriously, especially when we're chasing joy, right? Exactly. Like. Got to take the moments when we can. And whatever that joy looks like for you might be totally different from what it looks like for me or Leah, right? That's exactly true. Yeah.
1: My best friend was here visiting with me and she just left yesterday. She wanted to go see the Barbie movie. She had already seen it three times. I was just like, I don't want to waste our time at the movies. I only see you once every few years. I just want to sit and talk to your face. I don't want to watch a movie. And that was a good dynamic because we knew each other so well. And I just encourage you to not, because it breeds resentment if you're just going to give in to whatever somebody else wants to do. You know, if you're just like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll do whatever we want. And then you're thinking, I never get to do what I want. Well, speak up for yourself, say what you want. You know, I think so often women, especially, get into this thing of, um, I always just do for everybody else. I never do for myself. Well, baby, take control of that situation. You don't
0: do for yourself exactly. Tell exactly your family you I am gonna do for myself. You know, you have to choose you exactly. Like you have to choose you exactly. And what's the worst someone's gonna say? No, okay. Well, they can say no, but then we don't have to. Like we can still stand in what our ask or what our need, whatever our request. And um, I feel like it's it's all energy when you feed into that that inner this is what I want this is what I want you're stre- strengthening that muscle right and then it becomes no question oh nope I'm not going to that movie exactly I don't like going to the movies myself I don't even remember the last time I, I don't know right yeah it's just too much energy being in with oh I just can't do it exactly um, so I choose not to people are like want to go to the movies I'm like no thanks but yeah like you have a great time. that sounds fun for you
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that way you're not resentful of them and thinking, well, they always make me go to the movies. No, they don't. You always give in to going to the movies with them. You know, you're it, not exactly. taking responsibility. Nope. You...
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's making you do anything. Exactly. Which I love that part. I, I like can stand with that. Right. Because I definitely haven't been in the movies probably in like eight or 10. I don't even know how long. Right. Because I don't. I'm like, no, I don't want to go. But like, Wow. I need to apply that energy to other things. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And and then, then it's yours. You're not giving it away to them and resenting them for, for you know, quote-unquote, making you do something. And it, it's it's wonderful when you have that kind of dynamic with people when you've taught them, or else they're just naturally in that, that there can be like, oh, that's chill. I understand that. Because occasionally there will be people like, well, you'll never go to the movies. Well, maybe that person is not someone you want to have in your close circle if they don't understand that you have energy boundaries to keep yourself well you know exactly maybe they could just be a little bit in your outer circle if they get upset at the boundaries that you need to maintain
0: to keep yourself healthy exactly yeah that is a great point yeah because boundaries it's definitely a i don't want to say it's a buzzword i think it's a necessary oh yeah it's out there because like especially with covid our our boundaries became very blurry like i mean physically we were bound to certain places right but like I think energetically I was working from home the the lines between work and home became blurry and you know like oh shit I've got to reestablish that and the same thing with like going out in the world it made me much more aware like like you when it was like oh stay home I was like okay no problem there (laughs) yeah (laughs) done like I can stay home and paint and play with my pugs and just cook and like live life i don't have to go out there that's like what i'm supposed to be doing right it was all of
1: a sudden sanctioned so it felt like it was okay and that was the weird thing it's like oh no it really is okay to be me no matter what else the world is doing
0: yeah it really is like taking a deep breath i was like oh i don't have to go anywhere right and the weekends get to like have my time which like it's it's interesting that it took you know, that kind of scale of an event for so many of us to realize it. But I think as collective, we were ready oh, to kind of yeah. step into that.
1: Yeah. It echoed the Spanish flu in so many ways. You know, about a hundred yeah. years earlier, the same um, point of like technological and world, just chaos and like this hammer came down from nature, you know? It's wild.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, that's so wild that we're talking about this. I was just talking with a friend about yeah. this the other day. Um So, wow. <laughs> Spanish flu twice in my orbit. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it, maybe though because... you should go look at, in... no, I'm just kidding.
1: He <laughs> might go in the Spanish flu. Totally kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but maybe have to look into what the lessons For are sure. there. I mean, they're very similar to like, to COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I think that it was just like a, a turning point mm-hmm. in right in our society. Yeah. Um but it's very interesting. Uh, it, it, it kind of I feel like it fast tracked a lot of us like spiritually. I agree. And Just I think that, that probably where happened needed. last time
1: and you know, in the Spanish flu and yet because we weren't alive during that time, we were not really aware of that. But now, like you said, maybe in retrospect learning what we've learned from COVID, applying that to Spanish flu, it might be interesting to see some of the historical parallels in terms of spiritual awakenings that were happening around the same time.
0: Especially coming into the next few years where things are supposed to accelerate more um, or expand, more expansion, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Depending, but it's really fascinating. So you write a bunch of articles, you write, articles on medium i do so i have well, about 200, really exciting. 220 articles on medium and about 80 well, roughly about half of them are
1: about this stuff about healing and wellness and magical living and lits and all of that yeah
0: so um, we'll have to link to that in the show notes so the listeners can find you Thank i love you. medium i love all the expertise and different viewpoints on there i feel like i always learn something new it's very it's interesting really a great place.
1: platform Lots of different viewpoints, for sure. You can find something that you're interested in, definitely, on Medium.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anything else you would like the listeners to know about you? Um, I just, you know, again, just want everybody to hang in there and know
1: that there's no no one-size-fits-all ever in anything. It's a lie. I mean, you've seen the mass of sizes that humans come in. There can be no garment that would fit every single human. So just remember that when somebody says, you should do this, you should do that. Maybe you should, person who's talking to me, but don't should on me, all right? Because I got my own thing going on. So I would just yeah. encourage people to, to just really know themselves and don't hold themselves to other people's standards. Because that's not your job. Your job is to figure out how to be happy in this life. That's it.
0: Oh Yeah, as a just- that really is it. And in addition to not letting others shit on you, I also say don't shoot on yourself. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Just get yourself clear. Get to know yourself. Get your sha- get your shadow straight. Get your guard dog trained. Get yourself into rest and digest, and then just float. It feels good. It's so different yeah. than living the other way. And I lived the other way for forty five years, so I know the other way. So that's what I would say.
0: Well, where can everyone find you? Uh, You can find me at Leah
1: Wellborn, L-E-A-H-W-E-L-B-O-R-N dot net. Uh, You can also find my podcast, Empower Your Magical Self, on Spotify and on um, uh, YouTube, all those places. Um, You can find my writing on Medium at just Leah Wellborn. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, all of that stuff uh, as either Leo Wellborn or the Mystic Autistic, which is kind of the name that I go by. So the Mystic Autistic, I like it because it rhymes. And, uh, you know, I am a witch, so you can call me the Autistic Witch too. But Mystic Autistic is the, the name that you can find me by.
0: Mystic Autistic, I love that. It's so powerful. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. Hey, Nina, thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Fierce Inner Alchemy. If you're ready to dive deeper into your own Fierce Inner Alchemy journey or if you have questions, insights, or stories to share, don't hesitate to reach out. You can connect with me on the socials. um, On Instagram, I'm at Lady Glazer or my website is FierceInnerAlchemy.com. Now, before we go, let's recap some powerful takeaways from Leah that you can apply to your own transformational journey. Remember, the extraordinary is within your reach and you have the power to unlock it. My biggest takeaway today well i have a couple but you have to choose you if you don't choose you what does it mean when other people choose you and that just means choosing you find your joy leo really talked about the wonder that it is when you find your joy so do a little each day um what can really light you up what lights your soul up like don't do anything that doesn't light your soul up and last but not least rest and digest We've been in fight and flight for so long. Let's take time to rest and digest. It's a really magical place there. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, I'll catch you later.